Chef. And as always, when listening to our podcast, be sure to give us a comment. Um, tell your friends about it. Give us some money on uh, Anchor. Um, that's where our, that's how we host our podcast. And there's ways to uh, send us donations as um, through the subscription. Uh, you could also send money to our Cash App. What's our Cash App, boy? The Cash App is actually in the description of each episode. So if you oh Apple shit, or so Spotify, cash tag it. The Cash App is right at the top. Absolutely, just show us some love, man. It's cool. Niggas is broke right now. It is episode. Can you, can you just give it to them just for those lazy people? Like I feel like some of our listeners. Dollar sign W A D R E S P E K. Right on. It is episode one sixty eight. It's a beautiful day in Orlando, Florida. Gentlemen. Swallowing rum and coke. Wood with the white boys. What up? Wiping the white shit from the corners of my mouth. It's your boy, J. Joe. Can't please everybody. 5,000 North Side of Florida. Right on. Well, um, yeah, so 5,000 will be joining us soon. He had some technical difficulties, but we we are potting through it because it is getting late and niggas got shit to do. So, um, what's been going on with y'all? Uh, how's everybody been? What's going on with you, JJ? How's your, your week? Uh, my week is good. Um, keeping my blood pressure down, but not letting shit get to me. Um, so, uh, good week. Uh, I do have a question. Do you guys have AirPods? I don't. The I feel Apple like I need version? To get some, though. Are we talking about the Apple. actual Apple AirPods or are we just talking about I'm any talking Bluetooth? About, I'm talking about actual Apple AirPods. Yeah, I've got a pair. Why'd you ask that? <laughs> no, because we're just talking about stressors and I'm trying to think, like, I'm, I can't find my AirPods and if I have to buy another pair, this will be my fourth pair. So I'm trying to think, like, in the macro, are AirPods, like, making life easier or harder for people? Um, Because you fuck around, you'll lose one, you don't know where the one is, or you can't find your charging case, or when you put them bitches in your ear, they won't connect to your phone right out. You know what I'm saying? They're cool to have, but they're also a pain in the ass. Are you an iPhone user? You got to do that first. Yes, I am an iPhone user. Um, so my, go, I don't necessarily have those problems. Yeah, we hear you, five stacks. Um, I don't necessarily have those issues, and and, and and it might be an Android thing, right? I mean, I've got AirPods, I've got AirPod Pros, I've got Pixel Buds, I've got um, Jaybirds for working out. Like, it doesn't matter for me, because as long as I have a Bluetooth audio device that I can just stick in my ear, I'll be fine. But I do find that iPhone users very much like to be insulated in their ecosystem and their ecosystem only. So I can imagine it's more stressful for an iPhone user to, if they lose their AirPods, they'll probably be flipping the fuck out. Are right. AirPods like superior? My, my wife, I got my wife her first pair of AirPods and she's lost a couple of pairs since. Are they just really good or is it more about the brand? Um, The brand. Okay. I'm going to say, to Wood's point, it's more ecosystem. I don't even think it's so much the brand. Like, that shit is supposed to be, like, plug and play and made for Apple by Apple shit. I mean, now, I mean, out of all my out of all my Bluetooth earpieces, I mean, the AirPods do function the best. Like, let's not get the shit twisted. Oh, you do? They are, That's what I was trying to find they out. Are the best, they are the best wireless earbud or whatever the fuck we're calling them, right? 
But if you don't have an iPhone, you don't take advantage of a lot of the onboard functionality and seamlessness, right? It's just a Bluetooth earpiece. So it really doesn't fucking matter at that point. Let's not get it twisted. It is the best out of all of them, but a lot of a lot of uh, buds are catching up now. So it's not really that big of a deal if you're not in the iPhone ecosystem. Yeah, because one time I used to, I wear ear, earbuds as if I'm like at the gym. So I just got the, the gym shit. So like, I think they call it like, J something. J birds. Um, that might be what I have. But they're not expensive. They just you know, they get the job done. Like you don't talk on the phone, like go in the grocery store or I'm like one of them old niggas that put it on speakerphone and, oh, and have everyone here. hear my conversation. Trash. Trash. So much stuff makes sense now. I grocery shop at Wegmans where they have like bomb ass black uh R and B playlists, so you don't need to listen to your stuff. They play R and B at the at the at the at the store. At the Wegmans, nigga, it's like a nigga got the aux cord. <laughs> like you be in the Wegmans, fucking jamming. Oh, I might need to go to Wegmans tomorrow. I'll be in DC tomorrow, so maybe I'll just yeah, like Wegmans and Wegmans and Woodmore. Like, bitch, no headphones required. Well, you also live like in a very black area. That might help too. Because yeah. I'm still, I'm not gonna hear no good shit over there. But yeah, that's what's up. Um, so what else have you been doing, uh, J. Joe, to kind of um, manage your stress um, outside of, you know, because I need, I might need tips too, because okay. I too have the blood pressure. Pink, okay. Uh, <laughs> you have the tits, the, the pink. <laughs> the um, uh, just, I've been doing like, um, so it says every day, man, you're supposed to do like 20 minutes of something that uh, you enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Um, whether that's knows, you know what I'm saying? But something that like looking at your phone type shit. So like I'm reading and I'm listening to some audio books, man. That's kind of got me focused on some other things, man. So and I'm really not like sweating like small shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I if anybody knows me, they knows I, I can be um, not argumentative, but sometimes I, I like to prove my point, especially when you're wrong and I know I'm right. But like sometimes I just let people be wrong now after, you know what I'm saying? If they want to be wrong, I just are you, let them be are wrong. Are you ready for another pet? Are you ready for that yet? Or No, 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 not at all. Too not at all. soon? All right. Rest, rest, rest in peace, Cassius. <laughs> well, um, uh, listeners, you know, if y'all have any tips or tricks uh, to help JJ with his stress. Um, Nigga, I didn't ask. No, what? First of all. This, Wait, this, man, is, this is this is JJ dating all over again. There's a nice young lady who wants to. You said you have a like a call chasing Jason. <laughs> if any listeners want to help JJ with his mental health issues, please no. send so, us so, an email. So let me tell you, let me tell you about this photograph. Nigga. This nigga. So I was on the Bayou. So I'm 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 running on the Bayou again, right? Which is right by my house. So sometime earlier this week, I saw an actual alligator. You know what I'm saying? And it was some. White people having fun in the water, and I yelled, "Hey, there's an alligator coming!" And they got the fuck out of the water. Um, so I was like, "Yeah, I saved three lives. Maybe I should pitch a, a show called uh, Bayou Watch, similar to like Baywatch." And this nigga chef was like, "No, nah, man, it's chasing Jason." Hold on, wait, we got we got to give that its due. Because the word Bayou Watch. Huh? Yeah, we said um, we already said Northside, Florida. Oh, they didn't know. I was going to restart. You want to do it? Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, do it. No, no, no. I, I just, 
nope. I thought oh. we were still no. just like no, trash. No, do it. Do it. Imagine you bring nobody name. Stop the stop right. the podcast. Do it. Do it. If I stay, do it. Yeah, man. Push ass Mike. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa. Five thousand Northside Florida. No, I wasn't tripping on the intro at all. I just like we were shooting the shit, and I had to restart my computer. And then I heard him say to all the listeners, I was like, oh, I missed something. <laughs> oh, we rolling. Yeah, we right. Like that. No, why are you not singing up in the baby. So anyway, so then Chef hits me again with this whole chasing Jason thing. Now, what is chasing Jason? Like, go ahead. We need an app. Chasing Jason was our our um our dating your, show. Your it, it was your dating show for me. So let's start there. Go ahead. I thought I thought it was about us, but thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, it was my dating show for you, but I thought we could make it a whole thing because I mean. Who I mean, what's the premise? I'm show? saying, what is the premise, though? Like Making money? No, that's the, <laughs> the premise of the show. Oh, um, the, so the Chasing Jason would be about young ladies coming to the podcast and then um, telling them, telling themselves about themselves to you and and you and kind of selling themselves. And you have a, a virtual date and then we get the results of the date on the podcast. Like we share the results and turn like you know like change of heart sort of thing and then they'd be like um are you willing to are you willing to chase jason and they'd be like yes or no and then we go and move forward gotta get that okay yeah that's that's just as trash as the first time wood how's your week been oh. it's been great man thanks for asking Looked like you went to a wedding this weekend. Look good in your, your outfit, dog. I wanted to give you. Props I, no, me. I hate it when people call it an outfit. Dog. Like outfit is like a horrible <laughs> word for. Like you bought it on the same hanger, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I saw you in the outfit, dog. <laughs> I saw you in little in your little outfit, dog. Oh, man, this, this no, little, I'm just bullshitting. It wasn't an outfit. It was, ensemble, it was a good man. fit, though. A little ensemble, man. You know, you pick up pieces every now and then, and you put them together when it comes to somebody getting married. Um, now, my dog, my dog Paris um, got married in uh, Tidewater, Virginia, Chesapeake, Virginia. And um, actually, they've been married for like two years. But, you know, but the COVID situation, you know, you had to put things off. So they just said, fuck it, we're going to do the reception. So two years later, I think it's two, here we are. We just said, fuck it, we just about to get a whole bunch of brown liquor and get a DJ and some food and shit and throw us a wedding party. And that's what happened. Man, that sounds better a regular wedding, honestly. honestly and truly i i think more people should do this like let's just get married with just family and friends when you want to do it and throw the par- i mean the party is the most expensive part anyway and just throw the party or not later whenever you're ready i mean that was it was much less pressure the people who really like you are going to be there you know what i'm saying like it was i think that was a lot better business model than the whole Go to the church and directly after have cocktail hour and then go directly to the reception. That was that was much better. Yeah, sounds like a vibe. That's what's up, man. Uh, what's been going on with you, five thousand? Uh, nothing much. Um, you know, just the intro. I had to restart my computer. Just uh, hanging out. I don't know. This week I had a couple of late nights and early mornings, so I had to take a nap after work today. I don't normally nap. Um, but I had to do that. I just realized um, I I can't just go hard day after day operating on like four or five hours of sleep. So finally caught up to me today. Um, but yeah, cool summertime. Oh, I've been grilling a little bit more. I send a uh, I sent some pictures to the group. I meant to send it, but I forgot. Oh 
yeah, get get your sleep, man. Yeah, listeners, eight hours of sleep is not maybe realistic, but try to get them eight hours, man. That should start to deteriorate when you don't get no sleep. Anyway. I've been chilling, man. Um, I, uh, I'm going to be out tomorrow uh, going to Africa for eight days. Very nervous about the whole thing because I've never flown that long. So How long is the flight? The going, it's 22 hours going and 21 hours going back. Are you in one of them sweet chairs with like the swivel seats and like and all of that? I, or? Man, I'm I just like it, man. Cheapest fuck up. The chef down. Do that shit. fly to Africa? Hey, boy. No. It don't, man. And that's what hurt the most. It doesn't land in Africa. It takes off to Africa, but doesn't land. <laughs> you just die? Okay. Just die. <laughs> oh, fuck. No, nah, I'm flying Delta there and KLM back. Um, I never heard of KLM. Maybe KLM's the um, spirit of uh, Holland. They we'll they in the, um, the Delta network, whatever that shit is called. But they oh. uh, is it Star Alliance? Whoever, whoever oh, Delta oh, yeah. Alliance is, they in that shit. So I think it's straight. I think I don't think I've ever flown KLM, but yeah, I because I bought it directly from KLM. Oh, Echo am I? Uh, I got from KLM in Kenya, so um, they had a different website. So I was like, is this shit straight? But yeah, so I'm nervous about the flight. Uh, my wife got me some sweet edibles to put me to sleep. But they have all sorts of rules around having drugs in Africa. Like, they really frown upon it. So I'm not going to try to sneak them into Africa and get my ass whooped. Um, so we'll see how that goes. She just took Ambient, but go ahead. Um. Ambient over the counter. Enough. I mean, th- I mean, you you get fucking other drugs. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. I'm just saying, like, how do you get Ambient? I, I've never, I never thought to get Ambient. That's all. Contact your you nearest white person. White people always have Ambient for some fucking reason. Now you know I don't fuck with white people. But true. very <laughs> like, true. Because last time I was on an overseas flight, like the mom literally had like a ziplock, like a quart, not a sandwich bag. A quart-sized bag of fucking pills, all different colors, and she would take the Ambien and she passed them back to the children to get Ambien as well. Like everybody, the entire family were fucking drugged and doped up. So if I get an edible and get like a sleeping pill, like you'll die. No, (laughs) nobody said do that at all. Oh. I thought Ch- maybe. Chase it with some NyQuil, then I'll probably <laughs> right. be good. Yeah. Right. And this yeah, little line. Sleep, all right. And this little line. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> that, that's just my fear. I, I, I'm just, I just get like panic attacks thinking about flying over water for for hours. But I'm looking forward to it. It's a cool opportunity. Um, Florida man dies on plane. Don't say that. But um, I'm nervous about that. And then, um, yeah, but I'm looking forward to the experience. It should be fun. Uh, but yeah, we'll see how it go- how the flight goes. <clears throat> and like, you should probably say like where you're actually going. I feel like black people I'll be like, yeah, nigga, I'm about to go to Africa. Like, you know oh. how many? <laughs> I mean, you said Kenya after the fact, but I mean, they could be going to Nigeria. Yeah, we're going to Kenya. We're going to Nairobi, and then from Nairobi, we're gonna immediately go to a place called Lake Nikaru, um, which is on the edge of the plain. There's like a huge, a huge what? lake. Um, where edge you of the see plane. Hippos. Huh? It's on the edge plane, of the plane? Like, no, plane like Savannah, like a P- PL, 
A-I-N. Oh, now, now, now you tapping into your genome shit. Okay, gotcha. My bad. But I yeah, so we're going to go there first and look at the flamingos and hippos, which I, I'm, the hippopotamus is my favorite animal. So Say it again. Hopefully this, What's plural hip, for hippopotamus? Hippopotami. Um, so the hippopotamus is my favorite I animal. Um, looking forward to seeing them from a distance because they're very deadly angry creatures. So that'll be a cool experience. Uh, from there, we're going to go on safari for three days uh, in, um, in the Maasai. Um, Maasai. Right. Yeah, boy, you in your Maasai bag today? Tribes. What you talking about, boy? What you say? So you in your bag today? What you talking about? Mess- messiahs and all type of shit. Yeah, man. So we're going to be there for three days then go to Nai- back to Nairobi. And from Nairobi, I'm going to leave. I mean, the rest of the trip, my friends will be there for another eight days, but just can't see myself being that being away that long for uh, away from my family that long so I'm I'm leaving after that first leg alright I I know we need to move on but yes, nigga, I'm sure everybody else wants to know why is the hippopotamus your favorite animal I feel like I, I can relate to the hippopotamus the hippopotamus is it looks cuddly and on cartoons it's depicted as a joke but it'll it'll fuck your shit up so I fuck with the hippopotamus in that way where you can't really judge a book by its cover. Okay. It's faster awesome. and it looks as angry. It's just like it got a lot of good magic shit I fuck with in, in honor. So Woo, twenty minutes in. Woo twenty Woo, minutes. Woo Lord. What'd you say? Twenty minutes in. Woo Jesus. Yeah. Alright, so speaking of um impatience. So happy music month. It is it is June. June has a lot of things. We got Juneteenth, man. Is it got, is it black is it Black Music Month or Music Month? It's Black Music Month. I'm sorry, oh. I, I, my bad. It is Happy Black Music Month, guys. My fault. Um, this is obviously not a music podcast, but I think we're all music lovers. Um, like probably fuck with music harder than most of uh, most regular people. So, I mean, I think this is a great time. Uh, so, I know there's a um. This person I follow her, I think her name is Naima. I'm shout out to Naima's. Um, but uh, she has a, a page called Music Sermon on Instagram. If y'all are interested, just follow them on Instagram. It's not an ad, but because it's a free Instagram site. But uh, what she does is during Black Music Month, is she does like a Black Music Month challenge where she comes up with a question, like a, a, a question that she poses where you have to provide a song that fits a particular category that she provides. So, I mean, we're in, what's, what's today, the eighth. Uh, we've been doing this for eight days. I think all of us have been kind of participating in varying degrees. Um, I did want to get the group's thoughts on day eight's question. Um, the question of the day was a song that isn't about what you thought it was about. That's always fun because I think a lot of the seventy songs really um, tapped into their little uh, poetic double entendre bag. Most songs today are pretty literal. But uh, did y'all have any songs in mind for for day eight? Uh, I, my first one would have been uh, Candy, um, but because that song is about cocaine, and I didn't know that till later on in life. For real? Uh, yeah. I thought it was about sex. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. It's about it's, it's about cocaine. Uh, then I was gonna do it's electric because we talked about it on a podcast and it was about to be it was supposed to be about vibrators. Um, but the writer said it's not, so I didn't use that one. So I ended up going with uh, Rain SWV, 
which we all know is about a woman who likes her lover to um, jizz on her. So that that was that's one. Shout out to SWV. They also did Downtown, um, which wasn't about the city. It was about um, cunnilingus. So shout out to y'all. Um, whoa, whoa, did y- whoa, I, I don't know. Love, musical soul child? What was that? What was that? I thought that was about love. No, it's about it's a religious song. It's about, like, God. Somebody else said that. Somebody said that wasn't true, though. I heard someone say that wasn't true. That's really what it's about. Yeah, that, that, was, that's, that was what my research brought me to. What? What? Talking? Love. So many people you your name in vain. I think well, they it was supposed to be called. I think it was supposed to. They said I heard it was originally supposed to be called Lord, and then he's replaced Lord with Love, and it made sense. I just thought, but then I heard someone else say one true, so I didn't know what to believe. The crazy thing is, somebody else sent me a song. I can't remember, and they were like, "Oh no, this if you replace it, um, this song is really a, a gospel song." But they did a South Park episode about this one time where they just. Made all songs and just put God in it, and it made it like oh, a yeah, Faith song. Plus One episode. Yeah, that was, right. that was a good one. Was so, good. I mean, any song, I guess, if he's not talking about not any new song, talking about fucking and sucking, but those old songs, man, you could probably say it was a a, a gospel song or just put God in it somewhere. I believe I can fly was about heroin. <laughs> <laughs> So the ones I thought of, <clears throat> thought of a few. So um, Rain was the obvious one, but I know I was already called out. But um, also, uh, where was it? Sorry, Boom Bye Bye. I couldn't find Boom Bye Bye obviously on on um, on Instagram because Boom Bye Bye is an awful song. But I remember back in the day. Boom Bye Bye was played at the end of the club, like, you know, because um, it was like a good grind, nasty grind song. But it's like, you know, it's about killing homosexuals, so it's not cool. Like, it's about Boom Bye Bye and I'm about to boy. Yeah, it's about like hey, killing gay bro, people. So bro. I didn't I didn't know that. I thought it was just a, a 50% like, a, a of reggae songs are about killing homosexuals. Right. Like you, right. Oh, shit, for real? They don't, they don't fuck, you don't like listen to the, watch the jokes on like TikTok and shit, like, they don't fuck, they don't fuck with that shit That's all that, uh, really? Fire, yeah, we burn them. Oh shit, is that what they saying? Yeah, they talking about man. killing gay people in the car, man, I'm gonna light them on fire. Oh, I was just trying to catch the vibe, I didn't know it was, <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ, uh, Jamaica, yeah. what's, what's up with y'all? Yeah, might have to cancel Jamaica. Man, it might have to cancel Jamaica. I, I mean, they'd be tripping up. They would. They, we'd be kind of bunk anyway. But yeah, no one talks about um, Jamaican weed not being that great. But that's fine. So I had that one, and then I had Reasons by Earth, Wind, and Fire because niggas love Reasons, but Reasons is a breakup song, and nobody talks about it. But <laughs> it's kind of a sad song. I Can you give me those lyrics? Enough. I guess I don't be thinking enough about what songs be about because I just it sounds beautiful because it's beautiful. What what is he saying in reasons? The reasons that we hear, the reasons that we fear our love won't our disappear. Feelings won't disappear. Yeah. 
It kind of it makes sense now that he's saying that, but I never thought of that shit. I just thought of like these are the words. <laughs> like yeah. I it's now I'm craving your body. Is this real? Temperatures rising. I don't want to feel. I'm in the wrong place to be real. Is temperatures rising the most used phrase in songs of all time? <laughs> like I, I think when they were trying to be expressive, temperatures rising was. <laughs> who else used it? So R. Kelly used it. R. Kelly used it. Like uh, I, th- I feel like Michael Jackson used it. Like temperature rising. <laughs> hey boy. Hey <laughs> boy. <laughs> hey boy, you in the club? You tell tell a chick you got my temperature rising, right? Like, Ooh, after the love games have been played, all our illusions were just a parade, and all our reasons start to fade. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Well, so so this well, is just uh, a, basically a physical. It's somebody they just they just was banging, and it was just a sexual relationship. Then now it's over. I get it. Makes sense. Yeah. And so I mean, it's not a, like a wedding song. I mean, another song. I mean, I think it was pretty obvious. I don't think it had a hidden me- hidden meaning, hidden meaning. Ding. But like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> but like, waterfalls. Waterfalls is is a good. I think waterfalls kind of. I don't know. That was it. A, it, it was, it was pretty that, literal. Uh, that, Hold on, like, don't go chasing waterfalls. Yeah, but it's an AIDS song. It was about. Like, AIDS. I think each verse was about something that you shouldn't be doing. Oh, oh no. I thought it was precious just like, has a natural infection. I mean, I know that part, but I'm just saying, like, the chorus doesn't. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the river than the lakes is used to. It was interesting I, on that Dungeon Family documentary when he explained, like, how he made it and added the drums and all that, like, kind of how he built the beat out. It's a pretty interesting little documentary. Waterfalls is a good song, though. What was the other one? Dude, I had. Listen to what they're fucking saying, and then this shit is depressing as fuck. No, no, it's it's, it's it's not a groove. Like you can't dance to it, but you could listen to it at the crib. Oh, well, like motherfuckers used to be in the song, like singing that shit. I mean, singing the ballad part like it was a great fucking song. I was like, you know, this is a fucking AIDS song. Right? <laughs> we made a lot of AIDS shit back in the day. Remember the special episodes of sitcoms? Everyone had AIDS. Yeah, you all you always had to have an AIDS. Message. Uh, episode. Lil White would take his glasses off and be like, "AIDS is not a joke, guys." I, I don't think we'll, get that shit. I don't think we'll ever live in a. People say that we're woke now. I don't think there's any more woke time than that particular point where any piece of paraphernalia that people had on was about AIDS, drugs, or voting. Or- or gang violence of course yeah like that I mean that was all paraphernalia and everybody was in on it like hey man we gotta do something about AIDS and we gotta do something about gun violence like nobody would ever do that about COVID like fuck it niggas really used to care back in the day shout out to niggas caring man um oh yeah it's Stairway to Heaven so Stairway to Heaven is like one of my father's favorite songs and I always took it very literally um, until his funeral, this is this is this is not gonna be like sad or nothing. But at his funeral, I was I play. He's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play Stairway to Heaven at your funeral. It's um, starting like, off awesome. sad. Just no, it's, it's starting off. It's starting off sad. But I was like, I'm playing it at the funeral, man, because that's your, that's your vibe. And he's like, all right. So I played it at the funeral, and I started like I realized we're in a church. And I started listening to it. I was like, this song is about fucking. I didn't know. Give us some lyrics so we know. Here we go on that stairway to heaven. 
Here we go, riding the road to ecstasy, taking the load of this world off my shoulders. This road's for me and you, this road's for me. I'm like, okay. Uh, it, maybe the second most used lyric is take it off your shoulders. <laughs> it, it, it's a nasty take it off your shoulders. It wasn't like. I thought it was like the hot boys. <laughs> <laughs> Juvenile? Yeah, I thought it was like sitting there, boy, I didn't know you. My bad. I take it off your shoulders. Yes, I was like, oh man, this song is kind of gross to be having in a church. I felt I started blushing a little bit, but yeah. So didn't realize it was a double meaning till like that moment. I don't think I've ever blushed. But go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Don't blush, Shaggy dog. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, I don't think I ever have. (laughs) I mean, I'm not clowning or that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never did that shit out. No, nobody never did it, but you know, hey. Niggas got rosy cheeks, man. Your cheeks kind of rosy too, dog. You blushed. I have, I have, high, I have high cheekbones. But I don't have rosy, rosy cheeks. That's that Cherokee blood in me. But go ahead. Oh, okay. Now you drive a Cherokee. <laughs> <laughs> now I subscribe to Cherokees on the fence. Go ahead. So somebody posted. <laughs> Shout out to Cherokee, dog. Anyway, <laughs> D ass. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> real niggas know what I'm talking about. She got big real quick too. Shout out to her. So um, like somebody eight post- wise or like, like yeah man, like almost like she didn't get level. she didn't she didn't get big fast. No, Pinky got. Uh, Pinky a rap. No man, I, I've been following Pinky's uh weight loss journey, man. Shout out to you. Oh for real, friend of the show. Yeah. Oh okay, good good stuff, Pinky. Cause somebody posted some shit on, on Twitter a couple of days ago at some. No, no, conference. she's still she's still big, but she's getting smaller. She's out. Oh no! No, no, I said I was on the journey. I didn't say we was at the fish right, man. <laughs> Trending in the right direction. Right. Man. So if I'm going, let's say I'm taking a journey to California. Pinky From? is in Ocala. I'm saying, nah, man. She's she's she's, she's kind of. Uh, <laughs> Gainesville? <laughs> Little Rock? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She can know. All right, cool. I think she oh, might no. be down the street. Um, so someone posted, was this in a group, J. Joe? I saw. Uh, that one, uh, my homegirl on Facebook. That was like, her oh, okay. Facebook. Okay, cool. I think she's in the group, though. But oh, no, no, no. She's definitely in our, she's definitely in the WADR group, but she posted it on our own. Uh, okay. Page. I thought I mean, niggas need to do, but anyway, go ahead. It was a good question. Um, so she said, she asked, what would you consider black standards, like black music standards, that every black person should know, um, regardless of genre? I thought that was a cool question. Like songs? Yeah, like any song, like from any genre, but basically songs that should be understood that all black people know. Uh, I feel like just three off the top of my head. Uh I don't know why they're all West Coast songs, but Dre Day, uh, Regul- Regulators, and uh, the first verse of uh, Ain't No Fun, if my homies can't have none. But this is all black people, right? It's not of a specific it's, generation. It seems, right? seems very Pacific. See what I did there? Anyway. Um, well played. Well, I mean, if we're going to do... Okay, if we're going to span through all... <laughs> your, like it your touches all black comment, people. Um, I mean, that there's the first verse of the Negro National Anthem, I guess. Since we're getting serious, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
shit. Wood literal ass, so like everybody should know. I mean, I oh. didn't. I didn't think of. I mean, I didn't think we were talking about niggas. I thought we were talking about like black people in general. I mean, I would say you, I mean, for Day, I guess. But you had one. Um, it was one that I was like, mm, that's kind of more niche. Like, but I, I was Stevie. Stevie Wonder, happy birthday. I mean, mm, it's happy birthday. I mean, it's happy happy birthday. <laughs> but the Stevie Wonder version. Yeah, like niggas always sing happy, the Stevie Wonder version after they sing the Reg- Reggie version at a birthday party or something. Yeah, and especially in public at your local Red Lobster, Chili's, or Applebee's. Yeah. They sing regular happy birthday, then they hit them with the Stevie Wonder remix, and then it depends on where you at and who you with, where it's going to go up from there. Can we switch just to niggas now? Okay. Since we- <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. All right, okay. Niggas make it more fun. Go ahead. I would make the assertion that Juicy is probably every if from a nigga standpoint, every nigga should know Juicy. Commercial, underground, whatever, everybody knows. You talking about the the rap version? Yeah, the Biggie yeah, version. That makes sense. No, all, not that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'll and know. also, also the R and B version of Juicy is about big penises. A woman who got her biggest penis in her life. That's the way. Or it could have been about Reggie. We, I think we still had. I think I was still up in the air. It, it was. Uh, it was she good. I've had a few, but not things. that many. You're the only one that gives me good and plenty juicy fruit. So so it's, it don't sound like Reggie Dick. <laughs> so and, Reggie. I, and I don't and I don't even know Reggie. I'm gonna say JJ's making the assertion that Big Dick is the only good dick. Is that what you're saying, JJ? Uh, good and plenty. That's what I'm saying. Those are units of like weight, like size. Good and plenty are like Pl- bite size. Um, tasty morsels of candy. Pause, just in case. Um, but so plenty, I don't know. Plenty is a little. Plenty just means juicy. more than enough. It doesn't mean excessive. It just means more than enough. Okay. I, that's why I say the biggest dick that she had. It, okay, so it was big and juicy to her. So <laughs> we're all talking subjective. I said isn't another dick heavy episode. Here we go. If it's not. We can move on. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all wanted to dissect the dick. I was just letting you know what the song was about. We had no desire to dissect the dick, dog. So well, I'm gonna say, first of all, we're gonna start off with saying that it all started because we found out that Chef has he's juicy mouthed it, and we didn't understand like right if that was hereditary or like you know what I'm saying. I, I am not juicy mouthed. Overproductive salivary glands, dude. Maybe I, maybe I am. I, I guess I was fighting so much because my daughter, my, my my baby, is very juicy. I'm like, why are you so juicy mouthed? This is disgusting. Where did you get this get from? It from you? <laughs> maybe. So shout out to Honey Bun. I'm sorry. I didn't know. It's maybe it's my fault. I didn't know I was juicy mouthed until today. The things you don't want to pass on to your kids. <laughs> Not at all. That shit gross. Right. Take juicy it to the doctor and fix that. Right. Put some salt packets in there. That's high blood pressure. You passing that down too. Come on. She's gonna get go. What else we got? Um, before I let go. Before I, before uh, I let go. Do people know the words of before I let I mean they know the chorus, but I'm talking like the at least the first verse of songs. Uh, when it's on people do gotta familiarity with the song. Gotta know the lyrics for it There's to be a um, standard. Mm-hmm. I don't know if niggas know the lyrics. You make me happy. I didn't. I didn't think it had lyrics. It was just you one long ass hook. Right. 
I'm gonna say um I'm gonna say Sweet Love by Anita Baker. Cause niggas know Sweet Love, even though they don't want to admit it. Niggas be knowing Sweet Love. Um, I was gonna say before I, I would go. say Sweet Thing. That's what I was thinking. I say Sweet Thing too. Uh, what about uh, Method Man and Mary J. Blige? All I need. Yeah, that reminds me. What I want to apologize. Um, thinking of, speaking of Mary J. Blige, so we went to see Mary J. Blige and Jasmine Sullivan here in Orlando. Um, because we couldn't go to the Roots Picnic. Uh, and I was very excited about seeing Mary J. Blige. As I've said several times, I'm a fan. I love her. Uh, and when she did her show, it was terrible. I, I mean, I know Mary J. Blige can't sing. We know she can't sing. We've talked about it. But her songs are like jams. But Jesus Christ, Mary didn't want to sing at all. All she did was point the microphone at us the whole motherfucking time. Like, she might have sang three lyrics. But she just so, had a bad show. I mean, I'm going to defend Mary in this. I mean, she might have just had a bad show. I mean, she's fucking 50-something years yeah, old. So is Mariah. Mariah will probably have a bad show, too. You know? I mean, I don't... I think Mariah will sing, though. Uh, Mariah is about to go. And Listen. then the next day at Roots Picnic, she gave a worse show. Like, we we got a, we got more for our value than... Put them fall flat. <laughs> Not taking the bait. Not doing this, John. <laughs> see, see Joe already is doing things to help his blood pressure. I'm doing the same. Y'all not about to get me upset in the middle of the fucking week over his Mariah Carey, Barry J. Blige shit. Oh, okay. Did I was, you say I mean, Barry J. Blige? Whoever the fuck <laughs> her name is. Oh, shit. You already, you already there. I'm just, I was, but I was being earnest. I'm just saying, like, I wanted to apologize. I'll be wood still, right? First a nigga Reggie, now a nigga Ernest. Right. Come on. Can I still be wood? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, okay. What other songs? Is that it? Hit him like, up. Like, yeah, that's it, man. I'll hit him up. Hit him up. Hit him up is still, honestly, the most disrespectful rap song I've ever heard. I was listening to it the other day, and I was like, "This is disrespectful." Like even more so than No Vaseline. Have you heard "Pregnant Pussy" by UGK? No. No. Okay. No, no Vaseline's pretty awful. Okay. I don't know. I mean, no, you know what song I, I, lyric, rap lyric? Go ahead. I think what makes it more disrespectful is that it was a good song, and it's 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 a played song. It, like you like, hit him up is played. Right to to this day. Yeah, and. That very those very disrespectful lyrics, even though they may be massaged and and dumb and cleaned up, he's still talking shit. These two, this dead man is still talking shit in perpetuity about this other dead man and his wife and sickle cell and all type of shit for the world to hear. Like it's so disrespectful. And it, it has a good beat that you can dance to. Yes, uh, that's what that's why Drake when he uh, not Drake. Uh, what was the song? That was Pusha T. Is that your girl's tour or your world's tour? No, no, no. Is that a girl's tour or your world? Oh, the one he did. Right. If you make your diss song like a party song, nigga, like you're winning. (laughs) I forgot. Yeah, that song was pretty um, fun to dance to. But but before we move on, last thing. Uh, So the rap lyric that I think the most people know and like of all time, anybody can guess it. Anybody have any idea what I'm gonna say? Ain't that like DJ Quick? <laughs> Ain't that like no, I'm talking about like that spans black, whites, Asians, Indians. Uh, oh, um, I like big butts and I can't. There like we them. go. Yep, there you go. I feel like Ooh, that rap lyric. I don't hit. know. White people love that song. There's another one. There's another one. Probably on oh, the. 
You can't touch this, nigga. Yeah. Well, but do they know any lyrics? They don't. That's what I'm saying. Chorus and lyrics. Yes, they know. You can't touch this. Nah, 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 nah. That's, <laughs> that's not how the first verse starts, nigga. I never say. I'm, 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 that's all you nah, need nah, to nah, do. Nah. You can't touch this. My music is it. I think people make, sleep make, on how influential song. Hammer was, man. Hammer, Hammer had some hits, boy. Oh, Hammer had Hammer hella hits. Thug too. That's that's the crazy part. Like that nigga was still kind of Oakland a little bit. Nah, he was oh. Oakland a lot. Uh, yeah, a lot of it, according to other motherfuckers. That nigga used to beat a lot of people. If he wasn't an Oakland nigga, would never tell you otherwise. Fair enough. Shout out to the Bay. Yeah, you ask an Oakland nigga, he got Stanley Knight or whatever the fuck his name is, got full bodies on him or something. <laughs> nigga, fucking deacon at the local church near Killer. Hammer man. Blood. Blood. Poor book hearts. <laughs> Blood. <laughs> Hella. Hella got hands. Blood. Hella. Hella hands. Blood. All right, man. So shit's expensive in Oakland. Shit's expensive everywhere, man. I'm, I, I want, I want to talk about shit being expensive, man. So, like I said, I'm going to Africa. I am broke. I ain't been this broken. I ain't been this broke since probably like sophomore year of college. Like paying for this shit and paying for gas, um, and paying for everything. What, what are y'all thoughts on this inflation shit? Like, I just saw a TikTok. Today and I, I don't and I try to ignore the TikTok. I try to ignore all that shit. But this lady, it looked like she was a farmer. She owned a small livestock farm, and she's talking about how she had to feed her animals, and she had like bales of hay and grain and stuff like that in the back of her truck. And she said, normally in, in normal circumstances, all this hay and all this um, feed would cost me about four, ten to fourteen dollars a day. Now it's fifty dollars a day and all that shit's about to reflect in how much it costs for your food like new new livestock is being born right now and they're gonna be fit for slaughter around uh <clears throat> december so they say come next year you're gonna see a big increase in all the all the food prices it's already starting so i was like that shit's sad as fuck like because you go to public shit already costs a grip um I just filled up my tank of my little old ass car. Cost sixty dollars. Usually cost thirty dollars. Like shit's stupid right now, y'all. I mean, how are y'all dealing? I mean, do you feel it? I mean, or maybe I'm tripping. Nah, definitely, definitely feel that shit. Um, I mean, typically when we had issues like this, it'd be like, well, let me just sit my ass down. I just won't go nowhere. I just like cook and shit for myself, and I'll be good. I'll save some money. But now it's like. Even that is expensive. Like sitting at home is damn near more expensive than going out. It's just like you got to pay for fucking food, like power bills, like motherfuckers. Like you got natural gas, that shit start fucking going up. Like you got to feed these fucking kids that be in your fucking house. And these niggas like they want all the shit that is inflated like shit. You know what I'm saying? Like they want the shit that's in boxes. They want fucking shit that the Chinese people make. And that shit is just expensive as fuck. So no matter where you go, it's high. Like you hop in the car, like you said. I mean, me, I drive a fucking Durango. It my shit is a hundred dollars plus to like fill up the tank. And I, I feel like they're stepping on the gas because even the a full tank don't even 
A full tank don't even last me what a full tank used to last me. Like, I'd be going half the week. I'm like, the gas is gone. You know? Yeah. I mean, you go buy a bottle of liquor, you know what I'm saying? A bottle of liquor be fucking somewhat higher, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, the shit, the shit is getting out of control. I mean, and thing thing about it is, I mean, we, we have money, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're all doing okay, you feel me? Whereas, I don't know what other motherfuckers are doing, like, that work at the plant or something in like a small town and like some shit we ain't never heard of like in Iowa or some shit right like what does that motherfucker do the motherfucker who makes like $26,000 a year like how the fuck does he feel about it you know what I'm saying like you got niggas out here I see him on Instagram like fuck it I'm about to just grow some I'm about to just grow some shit niggas is going back to like planting and getting gardens and I'm about to grow some fucking rutabagas because <laughs> this shit is just too fucking expensive I talked to my boy the other day, and this nigga told me, he's like, we trying to get niggas to put in on a steer and have that bitch slaughtered so we have food for it. Like, I guess a cow produces, like, hella meat. Like, yeah. that could feed the multitudes. So Get you a half like, a steer or a quarter uh, steer. And it, it's, it's honestly, even if it's not even in inflationary times, if you have the freezer space for it, it's much more economical, economic, economical to do it that way. Hard. And get you a... Um, They'll they'll uh they'll they'll cryovac it and all of that shit for you. Nah, so um I only speak abundance uh in my life, so I will never hear me say I'm first broke. off giving honor so, to God. Right, well we only speak in abundance, but uh yeah man, shit's crazy. You know me, if it's eight hours or less I'll drive. Uh you know, I don't have a problem with road trips, but I mean plane tickets are uh, cheaper than uh driving now, so that's crazy, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, with food food prices, cooking is you know about the not just, uh, it, it's it, that gap between cooking and going out is getting smaller and smaller. You know what I'm saying? Just price of eggs and shit like that, which I'm eating three a day. Um, so luckily, man, I've kind of like I said, changed my lifestyle a little bit, so I, I haven't had to like go out and buy drinks and all that shit. My question is, like, how motherfuckers dating nowadays? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you got a whole-ass old lady, god damn, boy, like, what you out here doing? Like, y'all I going feel like niggas eat? flying more than ever. That's what, <laughs> what I do you mean? <laughs> what is like, I just feel like niggas is full of shit more than ever because how are you doing any of anything? Like, niggas, <laughs> like, like, like no, dead niggas, ass, because, like, how you niggas doing? Niggas will find a way for some pussy, dog. Niggas will... You know what I'm saying? Niggas will rub two pennies together, but <laughs> I get the pussy first and work everything else out on the back end. <laughs> right, nigga. But you gotta date. You, know, you gotta date one cake. person, though. You gotta date. You can only date one person. Like you just gotta stick to um to Keisha and just make it work. Cause how you dating multiple people in this economy? Like I just don't get it. I have to ask a single nigga and and get their feedback on that. But every nigga I know who's single is either. Quietly, selectively boot up with one person, or they are quietly not fucking with anybody. Like they're like, oh no, I ain't fucking with nobody. I'm straight. There's no in between. I haven't seen anybody that's really just getting it in like that. Yeah, what's crazy is that uh, during the pandemic, man, like when like clubhouses popping, man, I started following a dude, and he he predicted all this shit. Um, it's it's not to the point where I mean you can Google hyperinflation, but it's we're not to that point where a carton of milk costs 
fifty dollars, but Lord, you know what I'm saying? Niggas really didn't think that gas prices were what was that Sierra video? Seven fucking dollars and all that bullshit. So yeah, you know, but you just gotta do trim the fat where you can, you know, maybe not go to Kenya, you know what I'm saying? Maybe go to Kentucky, you know what I'm saying? Visit the fucking um uh, what's the black whiskey place? I don't know. Uncle Nearest, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So Y'all saw Cardi B predicted the recession, which is supposed to happen in like two years. What did she say? What did she predict it? She said there's going to be a recession in two years. I mean, other, I mean, she said there's going to be a recession, but other economists are also predicting a recession in about two years. Interest rates go up about 4 or 5% is what they're expecting as well. But like social media, black social media respectively lost their mind because I guess Cardi B was playing economists and gave their prediction. So now everybody's worried about the recession. Not because of the economists, because of Cardi B. Cardi B, yeah. Um, the one thing about the one thing uh, that's good about it for some people is that the housing market is gonna go more so back to normal. So when you're on Zillow and you see that your house is worth two point seven million dollars, that shit ain't gonna go. Um, ain't nobody gonna be able to qualify what, for that bitch though. <laughs> that's true, but <laughs> if you can qualify, like the fucking houses market is going to go back down um but the the cost of like renting is crazy now um i know in new orleans it's it's really really bad one of the top um spots it's just like it's going to be cheaper to buy a house than it is to fucking rent in a little bit in orlando uh, it's like 1800 average for rent what what city do you live in how do you say it orlando you say orlando or orlando Orlando. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I, think, I think people from here say Orlando, but it's Orlando. It's not, it sounds like you say Orlando, but but also But also with the recession comes rich. changes to lending. So like a lot of people can afford a house now because you don't necessarily have to put down the twenty percent. There are ways to to do it with there are programs to do it without putting down the twenty percent. In the recession a lot of those plans may go away and you will have to put down to 20%. And the majority of Americans do not have 20% for the principal on a home loan. It's going to impact for a while. I, I'm curious, JJ. So you say they were talking about this in Clubhouse. Did the guy say, well, because I'm, I'm just at this point, I just need the education. Was it coming from, like, did they say why this is happening? or? Uh, he gave a whole bunch of reasons why I can't remember because it was you know pandemic and I was drinking back then. But I can add, uh, but what inflation? But like hyperinflation, like why the shit was gonna get stupid. You know what I'm saying? I but, mean, I think it's just I, I, so. From what I've heard, it's just a number of different things. But the pandemic is one of them. You have the pandemic. You have the supply chain issues that also come with the pandemic. On top of that, you have all of the surplus of cash that has already been pumped into the economy. One, interest rates are fucking low as fuck, right? So people are able to borrow a lot of money. You have the surplus that Trump gave us. You have the other, I guess, stipends or whatever that Buddy Rowe that uh, Biden gave us as well. That's just a lot of cash to put into the fucking economy. And the counter to that is to raise interest rates. But the interest rates have not been raised yet. So a lot of that cash is still in the economy and our unemployment is low. Oh yeah, he also said buy Bitcoin. 
Okay, well, I don't believe it. I know you don't. <laughs> so, that what they're going to see to reverse that is, is interest rates are effectively going to have to go up to rates that most of us have never seen in our lifetime, which would essentially be back to normal. Okay, so the interest rates go up and the value of the dollar goes down because of the cost of borrow. And that will keep us, put us back in control a bit. Um, I don't think the value of the dollar is necessarily going to go down because all currencies are essentially in the same boat. It's not like the dollar is doing its thing and everything else is kind of staying the same. And because we're a sovereign, uh, because we're a sovereign currency and most of the world borrows in dollars, the dollar isn't really going to change in value, right? But the cost of goods can still go up without the dollar losing value, right? It just costs fucking more. It'll be the same thing for fucking rubles and euros as well. Okay. I just thought maybe the value, the perceived value goes down because the cost of borrowing goes up. I don't know. All right. But if all, but I'm saying if all currencies are doing the same thing, the dollar <laughs> in relation to other currencies is essentially going to stay the same. Uh, I see what you're saying. That makes sense. That's good. Uh, a good quick economics lesson. I just didn't want to be sad anymore. I wanted to hear other people's thoughts. Um, because, yeah, shit's too expensive. To so we're going to get to this subject. Um, push this down in the docket on purpose uh, because and it's just it's a weird thing to talk about. But um, so Michael B. Jordan. Uh, also known as Wallace um, from The Wire. Shout to him. Shouts to The Wire for their 25th anniversary. Uh, him and Lori Harvey uh, split up. Uh, Lori Harvey is a famous pretty girl who's also dated a lot of niggas. And, uh, her daddy, Steve Harvey. Well, stepdaddy, whatever the fuck. So they broke up, man. And I guess it was a big deal. A lot of niggas been on the internet talking about it. Um, what I've gathered from the women's point of view is it's empowering that she broke up with a, a, a famous, successful nigga. And what we gather from Michael B. Jordan is he'll be all right. So what are y'all thoughts on these niggas breaking up? I'll go first because I probably have to, <clears throat> I probably have to show this take because um, <laughs> I don't follow with celebrity relationships. I but... Um, it's kind of weird that people would be celebrating this on any side, like that somebody could potentially be hurt. Um, I don't think that's cool to celebrate that. And, you know, maybe that could be the reason why you may or may not, you may not have the relationship that you want or may not be in a relationship at all or whatever. Like that's just something weird to celebrate to me. Um, but, you know, other than that, like whatever, people break up every day, so I don't even get why that shit is news. Yeah, I'm much like Five Stacks. Um, I think this, to me, this sheds light on the people who don't understand what a relationship is and what goes into making a relationship work. Right? I mean, we see on paper you have Michael B. Jordan; he's whatever the handsomest man on the earth, 2020, 2021, whatever the fuck it is. You have Lori Harvey as well. And they both have money and they're both like supposedly equally yoked or whatever. And everybody expects this shit to work, right? Because it looks good on paper. And then it doesn't work and then it becomes some side thing. Like 
everything I heard from women was first word was men or niggas, and I'm like, why did this become? Why did this become some collective like thing in, indictment on men or same with men like? Oh, this is this is what the fuck I'm talking about right here, and it's like now it's an indictment on women. You know what I'm saying? Like this is what hoes be on, and I'm like, much like five sex. Why can't it just be two people that didn't work out? Like, there's so much that goes into a relationship working that it might just not work, or it might not work anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's good in the first thirty days of a relationship may not be good in 120 days or 365 days, right? Maybe they got sick of each other. Maybe they just liked each other for things that weren't sustainable. It was a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. Like maybe they liked each other for shit that was just tangible. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it didn't matter. Like all of that shit goes into it. And I notice a lot of people have that in their regular relationships. Like that's why shit doesn't fucking work out because you're trying to find the right nigga on paper. Like, oh, this nigga does this. This nigga does that. Oh, my girlfriend's like him. This is the type of nigga that I should be with. This is his, he got 401k, so on and so forth. You got this whole fucking list of shit that's supposed to be how it's supposed to work out. And then the shit doesn't work out. Why doesn't it work out? Because that's not what a relationship needs. You know what I'm saying? Like relationships have nothing to do with any of that shit that you fucking wrote down on paper. So when people see other shit like that in the wild, they have to come up with different reasons why it didn't work out. When at the end of the day, y'all motherfuckers don't know what to look for in the first place when it comes to finding somebody that will be in a good long-term relationship with you. That's men and women. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, Wood and 5,000 kind of said what I was going to say. Um, I don't know, man. It's, it's hard enough dating a motherfucker who's not famous, right? Um, a lot of motherfuckers don't even share who they dating on social media. You know what I'm saying? Just for fear what somebody might say or do or DM and blah blah blah. So just think of that on times a million. You know what I'm saying? Just just as far as like the breakup, nigga. We're talking about it on a podcast. Probably if there were other podcasts, probably a thousand other podcasts just talking about the the Lori Harvey and fucking Michael B. Jordan. Um, but they'll both be fine. You know what I'm saying? While everybody else is like. Worrying about this and oh man, that nigga looks sad on the sideline. That nigga might have been sad. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what happens when you fucking break up with somebody. You know what I'm saying? So and all this like Yeah, that I heard that like, yeah, you know, when you get with somebody that young, you know, what do you expect? Blah blah, he should have known better. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers live and they learn. Maybe he didn't know better. Maybe he thought she was different. Maybe she thought he was different. Who the fuck knows? what was going on in that relationship and it might have been just amicable we don't know why they broke up they might just they might just they might not even want to be together this long right y'all made the motherfuckers stay together because y'all because of the like motherfucker here we go back to regular people's regular people will stay in a bad relationship <clears throat> for their friends for their parents for whoever the fuck yep them motherfuckers will be miserable but are scared to get a divorce because of what people might say. And we'll talk about it on the divorce episode, but it's it's like one of those things where it's like you don't want to have to deal with the backlash because you were air quote goals for somebody. And if I break up then, you know, if I if I divorce doesn't I mean if our marriage doesn't work, then what does that mean for my little sister or my big brother or whoever the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So them motherfuckers got all types of pressures and stresses going back to that. And, 
you know, we we over here scrutinizing it and fine tooth comb and why this might happen, why that might have happened. Again, that's entertainment. But in the grand scheme of things, eggs still going to be in ten dollars a fucking dozen. So again, kind of with what five thousand talks about, like we spend way too much time worrying about the wrong fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think people worry about the wrong thing because they want to put them put their put themselves in the in those people's shoes instead of living your own life. I think it's a lot easier to do your own thing and live your own life, I guess. But if you're miserable, you're gonna try to live vicariously through others because that's what I saw a lot of just niggas like and you know like miserable miserable is like far on let's just say the spectrum. Some people are just unhappy. Like I feel like you know, some people just aren't happy, and they find happiness in pretending to be Michael B. Jordan, or pretending to be Lori Harvey, dating Michael B. Jordan. So I mean, had this conversation like this week. Like it's everybody goes through something, but apparently, a, a, some people don't have the um, tools that they need to get through situations. So they, you know. So this is what we're talking about. So it was, uh, let's say, well, without naming names. So so basically somebody was always unhappy, right? Somebody just has a bad attitude. You, you know, people like this just have bad attitudes. You know what I'm saying? And like, damn, why they always have a bad attitude? But that's because that person is generally just unhappy. It could be with the way they look, their financial, financial situation. It could be who their partner is, but they're unhappy. So if you're well adjusted, right, and we all go through things, but you have the tools to deal with your stressors, right? You have those tools to deal with them. You can be like, all right, I'm not going to take this to work with me. You know what I'm saying? When I see whoever at the desk, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to get an attitude with them because I know that's from home. But some people don't have those tools because maybe they didn't grow up. They didn't learn them growing up. You know what I'm saying? Maybe in their household, they you know, they yelled and screamed and got attitudes and that was just passed down them and they don't know any other way of being when they are unhappy. So sometimes we do talk from a place of privilege when it comes. I know, I, you know what I'm saying? I know I do. I grew up with a, a loving household, good relationship with my, with the women in my life. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have the same air quote issues that some other people do that they need to get through. Um, so with all that said, sometimes we do need to have grace with people that um, that just act, you know, don't just write people off because they have an attitude or they fucked up or, you know what I'm saying? Because we are some of the lucky ones, or luckier ones, listen. So anyway, go back to what you're saying about miserable. Not my bad. It just reminded me of something. No, that was a good point. Um, kind of took it on there. <laughs> I haven't had too much of this to say, but yeah, I mean, it it does. I think it it comes down to the individual. Like a lot of times, all this social media stuff, all this um, glorifying of of celebrities and things like that, is really just um, kind of people taking shit that they internalize and putting it on other people and kind of just living in their shoes, which is just sad. Real quick though, so this brought up like this this age discussion. How let's say everybody on here is single. How young would you date, and how old would you date? At at, at this point, yeah. 
shit. No I, younger than like 32. I wouldn't have a range, man. Like, who makes up these dumbass fucking rules? It, I don't know if it's about a rule or it's about a mentality. Because, like, I know I would never want to, I wouldn't want to date someone from Gen Z. Because they, their mind, the way they think is so completely different. You wouldn't date from a, mine. You mean like a, a forty, a forty-four year old? Oh, Gen no, Z, not Gen, Gen X. Gen Z, Z not Gen it. X. No, Got Gen it. X. We're. Yeah. Gen, I don't know, that's fine. I was these generations. So no, no. I, when does when does Gen myself. Z start? What what year think, is that? That's a good question, but I think I could probably tell based off they have a TikTok or not, and they and they actively use it. Let me see. Gen Z years. Well, you keep range. talking. I'll look that up. We'll get with the producers. Gen Z range start. Gen Z starts at 1997. <clears throat> 1997 to 2012. So. That person would be 25 years old. Right. So. I would still say um, 32 would be the cutoff. I mean, <laughs> because, is this long term uh, or is this sport fishing? What, like, what are we talking about? I know. Oh, even for sport fishing, man, because I feel like the older I get, the less tolerant I become. So <laughs> that, I have to keep keep that in mind. It's really just because of how how my mind works. It's more about can can you have a good conversation with somebody? That's important to me at this point because a lot of times that's all you're gonna get from me is a good conversation. I'm gonna crack some jokes, watch a movie. That's that's about it. So yeah, that kind of has value. Um, so I think you have to be of a certain age or at least a certain uh, level of, of maturity and, and or um, have a have the ability to have a good conversation. And I feel aligned with you. So, I mean, these youngins are different, man. They wild. Plus, I'm getting old. I have to keep that in mind, too. How about to say, I think um, it would be like my age group. So that's like plus or minus maybe two or three years either direction um, or older. And I feel like um, there's a certain maturity level or lack thereof uh, once you get much younger, just based on circumstances. It's not like um, younger people are inferior or anything like that, but you just have different life experiences. And I think experiences shape your point of view and your thought process on certain things so it's just certain things you haven't experienced yet or certain things you're unaware of that you aren't gonna necessarily factor in so i feel like it wouldn't work because of that so my age or older i think cool beans what about you huh what about you for chasing jason oh man you know um. Yeah, definitely nobody under thirty. You know what I mean, um, even still, that'd still be like a a stretch. Uh, older. Um, you know, see, depends on what granny working with. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> Yeah, I think older doesn't really matter to me either. Like, as long as you like still youthful, I, I'd almost be fine with like damn near sixty. 
You cool? You still young and youthful? You vibrant? Y'all follow Fly Ageless or whatever on Instagram? That sounds like something I should not follow. They got some things. What's it called again? It's like Fly Ageless, I think it is. Okay. They be having like a whole lot of like 50s and 60s and like they still be like well kept and whatnot. That's what you're into. They got some. They got. They got some content for you. Uh, I'm sure some of our listeners would be into that. Shout out to y'all. Um, okay, cool. So, would um, I wanted to bring up something you brought up? Uh, so it was about uh, LeBron James um, complimenting his wife Savannah. So, could you get into that? Um, I think it's. I think it ties together what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a juxtaposition to the whole Michael B. Jordan. It's related, but it's not related. So simultaneously, I guess last week, LeBron James came out with effusive praise for his wife via Twitter or Instagram. One of the two doesn't really matter, right? But that instantly became like the all moment. Like he loves his wife and all of that great stuff, and that was goals, right? What What did he do? He gave effusive praise to his wife on social media. Uh, like, what did he say? Like, what, what was he saying? Um, so, one quote that he had was... Uh, I ain't shit without my wife. I'm absolutely, mm. I'm absolutely nothing without them. That was the wife and the family. Um... Not even close to where I would be in my life if you weren't there. Um, which are all sweet things to say. I'm not saying any of those things are bad things to say. Um, but if that's very much goals and that's very much baseline, is the standard in the baseline for a man in a relationship the standard for loving your wife? The fact that you feel that you're not shit without her? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I don't know if it's just rhetoric or if that's or if we're being serious, right? I mean, I don't feel that I think it's somewhat of an American thing. Um, but I don't think any most men across the world would say, I want a woman that makes me feel like I'm not shit without her. You know what I'm saying? But we very much look at that as love. You know what I'm saying? Like we we see this every day. Like she's my she's my queen, she's like I revolve around her, that type of situation. And this whole thing doesn't work without her, right? And a lot of that is rhetoric, and but also makes sense. And some of it is real because women are a fucking pillar in the fucking family. I know my wife, I, I, I wouldn't be, my shit would not be as sweet as it w- was without her. But not so much to say I'm not shit without her. You feel me? Like, What's I feel the difference? Um, so like LeBron James is the, the best basketball player of this generation, right? Um, hands down, not even fucking close. So without Savannah, are we saying that LeBron James would not be who LeBron James is? Okay. Okay. That's what you're saying. You know, and and comparing it to you, um, you said something similar. It wasn't the same. Right. But but but, was, but for practical but but for practical application purposes, so we, we use Michael B. Jordan as a juxtaposition, right? This becomes the standard. This becomes the baseline, right? So if you're in a healthy relationship, you could love your wife a hundred percent and do anything for your fucking wife, do everything right. 
But if you are not willing to say that you're not shit without her or you don't feel that way. To some women, you may not be meeting or fulfilling the obligation of unconditional love to your wife. Because this is goals. This is the standard to feel that you are not shit without her. So what do you do? What do you do when you don't feel you love your wife 100 percent? But what do you do when you love your wife 100 percent, but you do not feel that you wouldn't be shit without her? Well, first off, I'm pretty sure that was like just a hyperbolic statement for the people then to make, you know, his wife feel good. But the problem with that is that monkey see monkey do like no racism involved. That's racist. I get it. Um, So you do you will have some women who feel like that's how a man should feel like I ain't shit without her. Um, As a woman, I don't think you would want a man that feels like he wouldn't be shit without you. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like you want to a whole ass man like he wants a whole ass woman you know what I'm saying like I feel like your partner helps you in your path of becoming who you are and you know some things might be uneven and she might have like you know she drove me to the basketball court every day and she made sure my lunch was packed and you know what I'm saying she helped her along the way but saying that like I wouldn't be shit nah, I that's that's you wouldn't want anybody to feel like that. I wouldn't want somebody that I'm with feeling like they wouldn't be shit without me because that's putting a lot of the fucking pressure on fucking me now. You know what I'm saying? So now I got to be 100% me and help you build up your other 90% since you ain't shit, which I'll give it a 10%. So now I got to... And then that puts pressure on me like, well, then I can't leave this motherfucker because if I leave, then they go back down to their 10% not shitness. So, I mean, I hope, again, I hope this doesn't become a thing and this is what everybody starts doing. But no, it's, but it's already been a thing. I mean, I, I, I mean hold on, hold on. Let's, I mean, I mean, I'm not being negative about it. I'm not saying this shit ain't true. I'm just saying, I mean, let's unpack happy wife, happy life. Like a, a statement that is very much rhetorical, but also very much fucking true. If this singular motherfucker in this house is not happy, this entire shit will go down. <laughs> Nobody's happiness in this entire fucking domicile is more paramount than this singular individual. It does set the yeah. vibe, though. Um, <laughs> Michael Jackson slept in a hyperbaric chamber or whatever. Um, basically um i i agree with what i said you i think one of the key things to longevity is being able to bring your own happiness to the table once you start relying on someone else to provide this feeling of happiness or whatever things go downhill because who like that person is already at a deficit because they're trying to attend to your needs as well. And that's fine in a pinch or, you know, something, but when it's just like, that's their job, then it lends itself to what Wood was just talking about with the happy wife, happy life. And 
you know, also to his point, now everybody and everything has to stop to get you back where you're at. And meanwhile, you're losing ground elsewhere, you know, personally, professionally, within the house or whatever. So on the flip side of all of that, though, I can see a situation where maybe Savannah encouraged LeBron to take the deal with Nike instead of Reebok or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And he feels like, ah, damn, if she didn't do that, I might not be a billionaire right now or whatever. So all that to say, it should be on an individual case-by-case basis because I'm not going to feel like I'm not going to be shit without you. That's not, you know, speaking ill of anybody or whatever, but I feel like I'm always going to have my own back. So if I'm with somebody, if I'm not, if I'm with somebody who got me fucked up or I'm not, I'm still going to have my own back, so I'm going to be something <laughs> with or without you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to lean too heavily on somebody and rely on them to make me and give me a purpose. And that's really what a lot of this blasphemous types of propaganda all lead back to. Like, that's all it is, propaganda. Like, people are trying to make their individual opinions gospel and spread that shit to the masses. Like, oh, this is goals. You know what I'm saying? All these goals, motherfuckers, i.e. Will and Jada, are not who we thought they were. And then we just move on to the next goals. Like, maybe somebody should stand up and be like, hey, fuck that. Maybe none of these celebrity motherfuckers are goals. You know what I'm saying? I need to be my own fucking goals and do what works for me in my house. But... So in the initial question, I guess when we were talking about this before, as a topic was, is this toxic, right? I mean, all this propaganda, right, that is permeating all of our relationships, Michael B. Jordan, Joe Schmo, Joe the Ragman, whatever, all of our relationships are permeated by this sort of propaganda. Is that, it doesn't have to be negative, you know, like bitches and motherfuckers to be toxic. Is Has this, I guess poisoned the well somewhat on how men and women interact with each other. I think it all has because before like social media and before niggas having the ability to kind of share their lives or the version the the sanitized version of their lives, um, niggas was kind of just living their own lives. Like we didn't know what was going on in niggas' cribs. We didn't know what they were doing every day. We were kind of just living in our own place and doing what we're doing. But now over time you see niggas like posting shit um, uh, on, on, on the internet and you have to like hear like, did you see what such and such said? Or such and such, that, that. Like, and it's, it's, a, it's a constant comparison when that shit really wasn't a thing before. Like I'm the type of nigga that kind of likes to live in my own skin, live in, live in the reality I live in. Um, and I'm also of the mind that I love my wife. Um, I love my children. And and I, I need them in my life. But I also know I'm still an individual. Right. And I know I'm capable. And I know I won't. While I, I, I want you in my life, and I want, I want you to be a part of it. I don't need anything. You know what I'm saying? And I think I think I think people need to be able to have be honest with themselves in terms of their wants and their needs. Like I want you here. I want to be a part of this. I want I love what we have. But 
I'm not going to not be anything if all this falls apart. Can you be, can, you can be honest yeah. with yourself, but can you be honest publicly? I mean, I'm on a public, I mean, I, I, I think that's, <laughs> I think you have to be both, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I mean, because, I mean, I feel like that's the type of shit that'll make you lose your mind. But, 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 like, so, but so, go ahead, JJ, let me, let me try to, let me try to answer your question right so it was like so is all this negative propaganda or all this propaganda toxic uh i won't say it's toxic but it's harmful right um is as simple as happy wife happy life is right um I've, and i've seen like a psychologist or somebody like break this down it really does not take the man into consideration his happiness, right? But on the same token, niggas pick and choose their battles. Like, are niggas really going to get together and try to change this narrative and be unhappy at fucking home? No, nigga. So we just go keep the wife happy. You know what I'm saying? And that's just what it is. And hopefully, hopefully you get with somebody who isn't, who's needle isn't moved that much by propaganda because i mean we all are moved by propaganda by happy wife happy happy wife happy life we we all live by that you know what i'm saying somebody taught us that like and we're like you know what that is kind of true like if she ain't happy blah 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 and we allow that because that's what we've been taught you know what i'm saying and through whether it's by other men in our lives or you know maybe the other women in our lives you know what i'm saying seeing your how your mama acts when she's happy versus when she's not happy. So it's 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 not helpful. I won't say it's toxic, but not nah, that you know it, it's it's not moving the needle in the right direction. It's kind of keeping it where it is. Well, I mean, very much to your point earlier in the podcast about you know you finding different ways to kind of de-stress and stuff like that, right? I mean, we go back to our the baby boomers, our parents' time. I mean. They dealt with the same shit, but it was very much, well, I'll find me another woman or something like that or another family and do that on the side. That'll help relieve stress or go to the wild, play some basketball or fuck it. I'll just pick up a drinking habit. You know what I'm saying? Like that was very much okay to do. That's what men did on Fridays. They went to the, they went to go play on their bowling team or they went to go drink excessively. And that was fine. That was boys being boys and they'll do that. That was a part of life. Hell, my husband got a side chick or whatever it is. Well, fuck it. He just a man being a man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's what, you know, that's what Betty said. And that's just what it was. But now we are in 2022. And a lot of the things that men do to de-stress are effectively now being labeled as toxic. Like, we, why are you drinking so much? Like, like, why are you going to the bar with them damn boys again? Like, why are you going to, why are you going on a boys trip with them? Like, that's a part of de-stressing. Oh, like we just had a post earlier, like uh, on on Facebook this week. Like, you a grown man? Why are you playing video games? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't play video games no more. Men, human, women in general are playing sports less. You know what I'm saying? There's less time for it. There's less time to go join a fucking rec team and play baseball with your with your with your company if that's even a fucking thing now, or join a fucking bowling league, right? Because you're supposed to be getting to the bag anyway. You got to have two or three fucking other jobs so you can look like you're getting to the bag. You know what I'm saying? So it's like there's a lot less ability. I mean, there's an inability now. There's a lot less opportunity now to deal with those stressors the way that our uncles and our fathers did in, I don't know, 
60s, 70s, and the 80s. I feel like we need to tackle that on another episode because that, that's a good topic that you just brought up. How do how do we get the balance? I have several conversations with niggas about that. We like, can't get to the balance because the, balance. the imbalance is the new balance. That's the propaganda. That's yeah. where the propaganda comes uh. in. Because if so effectively we're creating idols, right? A lot of relationships are based on creating an idol. And you have to worship at that altar and ensure that that altar is paramount over any and all activities there are. But you need the other activities to fill the hole that is left from you putting all that energy into making that person happy. But we don't have that anymore. That's that's the problem. That's where the propaganda becomes so fucking toxic. Like, I can't even help myself. That's where, you know, we have problems. And that's why you have more and more men blowing their fucking brains out in 2022. Our suicide rates are fucking through the fucking roof because men are effectively like, fuck it. Yeah, man. That's... Yeah, we need to tackle this some more. I think there's more to be said, but I know we only have a limited amount of time on this good podcast. Sorry. No, no, no. I think it's, it's a good... Take a note. But, <laughs> but even going with that, just I, mean, I know it's a joke. And somebody was like, uh, uh, the feds went ahead and dropped podcast mics in the hood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. Or, or you see the beam like, why don't these niggas, instead of, don't start another podcast, go to therapy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, what does have like a point? It's like, I mean, what, what can niggas do? Like, nigga, we can't eat podcasts no more. Like, that was the most dismissive shit I saw, though. Go yeah. to therapy, like, instead of having a podcast. I'm like, niggas can't talk to each other? Nah, they be, they, I interpret that to mean that, like, people are using a podcast as a vent or whatever. I mean, I don't know. Some people might do that. I don't think any of us are doing that. I think we're really giving our real, just generic thoughts and opinions. Um, that's what I'm doing. I don't think this is a substitute for therapy. Um, but you know, back to the what can we do is basically you can do whatever to keep mama happy and put your fucking check on the table every two weeks and <laughs> right. be safe out in these streets. That's what the fuck you can do. The, the stupid, and if you don't like that, man, hey, I'm not gonna tell you. The stupid thing about the statement is people say, "Why don't you just go to therapy?" But the therapist is gonna go tell you to go do something constructive, like go start a podcast. Like people act like you go talk to the therapist. The therapist has some fucking magic fucking words in Sanskrit, and then you feel better and you're done. No, the therapist is going to give you tools to cope with your situation, whether that's rechanneling in energy or fucking learning to do something new or spending more time with yourself. Like they're going to help you help yourself through the shit. Like I don't understand why it's a. Well, I understand. I don't think people understand that it's not an either or. The therapist is just a conduit to get you to the point that some people already arrive at by themselves. Yeah, we're missing a good ass game. Oh, yeah, I'm man. sorry. Ask me again. I jollipize. No, it's sorry. sorry. No, it's, it's some good pardon. We could talk so. about nasty Deshaun next time. Then we don't need to talk about nasty Deshaun. Then. Yeah, because he's still gonna be nasty next um, in a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, them, them sixty-six so. women not going nowhere. It might be eighty something by the time we podcast again. I hope not, but it could be. Oh God! But yeah, how do you uh, find all these 
Never mind. We'll, we'll talk yeah. about it. Hey, that's All these masseuses, meese, moose, right? Meeses. So there's, like, there's, there's like a, there's basically a madam, right? The uh, team. That, 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 no, we'll, we'll talk about it. We're the sides No, no, we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, let's not get into. How about the sides? You want to talk about it? No, we'll get next week. He's still gonna be nasty. <laughs> All right, cool. But you ain't gotta take Wood's word for it. Remix. You've rocked with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead, visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love, show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast, is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now, for the with all due respects. With all due respect, uh, probably by the time you hear us again, June 13th will have been passed. June 13th don't mean shit to you, but it means shit to me. June 13th is my wife's birthday, which is coming up very soon. The woman in, it was the head of my life, who I would not be shit without, who without her, nothing in this world would ever exist. So, June 13th, happy birthday, baby. I love you with all due respect. Boo. You didn't think it was coming out? <laughs> yeah. Uh, with all due respect, I got kind of deep last week. Uh, so, I'm not going to keep it light and just talk about shit that I hate on Instagram and social media platforms. I hate niggas on Facebook with more than one Facebook page, and then their birthday comes up, and then. I don't know which name to put happy birthday on. Uh, so I'm only going to give you one happy birthday. It's either going to be on Facebook or uh, Instagram if you say, hey, today's my, my birthday. But if we have more than one fucking, like, fucking Facebook page, uh, you're only getting that one. I don't understand how a lot of you motherfuckers don't know when something's staged and or fake. Um, on the with all due respect Facebook page, people post a lot of shit that is clearly like staged and fake. Like the camera be there or be a motherfucker fake sleep and I mean like y'all really be like commenting and like deep diving on like the fakest stage of shit. And it just I don't know. It, it should just be bothering me. And I'd be like, I don't see this shit is like not real at all. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't like to fucking kill anybody's joy. Uh, and I guess last but not least, wait, uh, what? Um, huh? What? I sound like you lied for a minute. But go ahead. Huh? I sound like I sound like you lied for a minute. Go ahead. Oh. You said something about killing other people's joy. Never mind. Go ahead. Oh my bad. Yeah. I thought it was like this imaginary, like mute that when other people do when they do their uh, with all due respects, they just can't just like jump in. I, I, I broke matter. the third wall. Uh, yeah, right, nigga. <laughs> the last thing is it's kind of like a, a double decker. Is uh, I realized Cam uh, is in the same bucket as the weekend. K E M, not little Cam, meaning that there's not really a cool place to play their music so like when camp like you're not gonna get your shit off like do sexy sexy time when cam is there it's not cleaning your house music 
it's just like background elevator music. Same with the weekend. When do you play that? Only if you commit suicide or doing heroin. With all due respect. Uh, with all due respect, um, I want to give a, sh- a shout out to the Orlando Funk Fest. We went to Orlando Funk Fest. It's a, it's a, a chain of concerts that happen uh, in in smaller markets that don't uh, get any sweet concerts like Orlando, Charlotte, uh, maybe Birmingham, um, smaller, you know, mid-major markets, basically. Uh, we were delighted to have Jasmine Sullivan and uh, Mary J. Blige come to Orlando uh, to regale us with their talent. Um, these are two very talented musicians. Tweet was there, too, but I missed Tweet. Um, I love Tweet, but yeah, I want to I talk about bad promoters. Um, bad promoters put together this concert for us in Orlando. Uh, these or these horrible promoters uh, didn't set up any parking for the venue or have security in place to guide folks. Um, once we tried to get into the venue itself, they led people, funneled people into a barn for all intents and purposes at the um, at the fairgrounds through one lane, which would have could have easily led to a stampede and and and, and killing of multiple people. Tragic killing. Um, <laughs> uh, once we got there, the sound was terrible. I couldn't hear these virtuoso musicians sing because it was always going in and out. Uh, and um, it was a terrible experience in that sense. I mean, I I I'd smoke weed and I do edibles, so. Weed will get me out of a lot of stuff personality-wise. I could just kind of, you could, you could throw anything at me when I'm high. So I was high as fuck, so I was able to vibe. I, I, I laid lay my head back and just bobbed my head the whole time, listened to the music and caught a vibe, and I enjoyed it. But if I wasn't, if I wasn't, if I was sober, it would have been a completely different experience. I want to say, and maybe it's really just because, you know, Orlando and, and similar markets, y'all don't know how to treat black people. Black folks don't know how to do each other right. Because if you did care about us and you cared about your marketing, cared about black people, you wouldn't try to find a way to pinch every single penny, um, funk fest niggas. Like y'all could have did a really good job and still made a decent amount of money um, instead of trying to fuck niggas over. Like I don't, I we shouldn't expect that from each other. We should, we should expect the best from each other. I mean, because I wasn't surprised how we were treated. It's par for the course. It's how shit usually goes, but it shouldn't be that way. We should expect excellence from each other. Like niggas shouldn't be in the crowd being like, man, I need to go to some white folks concert because they nothing white folks never do me like this. Like I, that shouldn't be like the running joke. But that's like one of the oldest jokes. Like niggas been saying that shit for years. I want to get some shit like some white folks because white folks da da da. Like I mean, but this shit be true, man. Like niggas treated other niggas like shit that day, and we got to do better, man. Um, I don't know, and that's coming from a nigga who throws events sometimes. I wouldn't want niggas to feel bad at the end. You know what I'm saying? Like. You don't want people to like go on the internet and talk bad about you, about something that you worked on. If you take some pride in it, and I guess that's the ass, niggas. Like, take pride in what you do. 
care about what you do. I mean, that goes for anybody, but really just stop being trifling, y'all. With all due respect. With all due respect, um, to go back to a topic that we touched on during the podcast, uh, don't let celebrities or even, not even celebrities, uh, friends, peers, coworkers, church members, HOA president, none of that be goals for you. Your goal should be whatever it takes to sustain your own relationship. Um, if you think men should pay all of the bills or everything should be 50-50, whatever, find somebody else that believes in that because there's always somebody that believes in what you believe in. That's really where the term um, there's someone for everybody comes from. Uh, don't force square pegs in the round holes and just do what you got to do. Don't feed into the propaganda machine or looking left and right over the fence, seeing what your neighbors and your homegirls got, or your homeboys, whoever got going on. Like, just strive to be your own goals. Strive to be the best version of you that you can be every day. And then, and only then, will I think things will work out the way that they're supposed to. Um, you know, your wife is not uh, Jada Pinkett. Your husband is not Michael B. Jordan, whatever, like, don't go into that shit expecting people to do what somebody else does or, you know, <laughs> Joe the Ragman, which is always funny to me for some reason. But, yeah, just be your own goals and do what you got to do for yourself and your family and your situation to make that work and be the best it can be with all due respect.